When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Let's go, baby. LFG, LFG, LFG. Yes. Welcome in to. We'll get Judd. Judd's at the game right now, trying to figure out. So he was originally going to be like in in some room, and they told him the room is actually the Clippers' depressing post game press conference. So. He's going to join us from Target Center. Uh, it's, Matt, it's a special Mackie and Judd late-night edition here. Let's call it Timberwolves Ventline. If you want to bring your takes and your thoughts on the Timberwolves wiping the floor with the Clippers in the fourth quarter to the table here and punching their ticket as the seven seed to the playoffs, let's just use the Vikings Ventline email. Yeah. It's easier. It's a one-stop yeah. shop. Uh, I know it's kind of weird, but email us at vikingsventline at gmail.com if you want to be on the show. We will send you the invite if you want to literally be on the screen with us here on the Score North YouTube channel. But, Declan, I don't know. Like, Car- I don't want to do the Carl Anthony Towns thing until maybe tomorrow. Like, we can talk about it, but, like, yeah. How. How did they lead at halftime? Yeah. And then, you know, and then he leaves the game. And I, I tweeted, I'm like, I, I, I hate to say this, but. They're better off without him tonight. I don't think he's going to be like that in the playoff games every night, but like Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell put this team on their back in the fourth quarter and even at times throughout the whole game, and um, and they daggered the Clippers. And Patrick Beverly, talk all the trash that you can possibly talk. I love that he did the Kevin Garnett jump up on the scores table thing, thumping his chest, getting the fans pumped up. Um Timberwolves are in the playoffs, baby. Yeah. Timberwolves are in the playoffs. I don't have a flag, but maybe someone. That is the flag. Let's go. Pet Bev. Drinks for free tonight. Doesn't matter. Amazing. I mean, it, it, insane, dude. I, it, it was actually a pretty wild night in Minnesota sports, and you think of all the things that were happening uh, this evening just between the Wolves game and the Wild game. Um, obviously the twins had like a 95 minute rain delay, but we are not even going to mention those other teams right now. Cause how insanely awesome this Twi- Timberwolves game was. We had Dane Moore on the show, uh, this morning on the Mackie and Judd podcast feed and on this YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button right here for daily Minnesota sports entertainment. And we also kind of all agreed that even though they've had this situation before, right? They played a, you know, game 83 with the nuggets four years ago when it 80, wasn't a true plan. Right? 82. Yes. 82. 82. Yep. So it, so so it was still like a playing game, but this felt more like this is the biggest Wolves game since arguably Game Seven against the Kings, yeah. since the run against the Lakers um, in that same season, and it it was wild watching this game, Phil. Because like to me, 
what I kept watch what I what I kept feeling throughout the majority of this game was it feels it feels like the Wolves are down twenty five points. I know. <laughs> it, it literally felt like a game they were chasing, and the entire time they're down six, seven, three, four. I think at the I think the Clippers' largest lead they showed on TNT was like ten points tonight. Yeah. And at the same time, it felt like they were literally down by 20-plus points, and they were still able to rally. And, by the way, they lost their star player who put up one of the most horrendous nights of all time, know, and the man. team was still able to win. I mean, think about that for a second. They had the way that Carl Anthony Towns played tonight. And I, I will add to Eb Malloy and Scott Foster are individually two of the most insufferable referees in the, NF- in the NBA. You put those dudes together, and it's like, did I'm sorry, did... Did people pay $400 to sit in the lower bowl to watch you guys just buffoon around for three hours tonight? Um, but they somehow overcame officiating. They overcame probably, the considering the circumstances, the worst game of Carl Anthony Towns' career. I know he, he, he found a way to grab some rebounds and make an impact for a few minutes in the, in the second half, but like... For those guys to overcome, and, and don't underrate the fact that Torian Prince didn't play in this game, too. I mean, he's one of the, the best rotation players the Wolves have. But tonight, and we, we alluded to this throughout the week, early in the week here on Mackie and Judd last week, Anthony Edwards just feels like a big game player. Yeah, man. You know, whether it's, all right, you got the Warriors on national TV or you're on ESPN, like... He tends to sense when the lights are bright and when some of his peers and people he looks up to might be watching closely. And you could tell out of the gate he scored the Wolves' first three baskets. You could just tell, all right, he is not at all swallowed up by this moment. He's ready to come in here. Uh, D'Lo got off to a really slow start, but like the moment was not too big for either one of those guys. And they collectively dropped 59 points on 39 shots to dagger the Clippers, a lot of that coming in the fourth quarter tonight. So, uh, And we're getting some people here in the uh, the so-called green room event line. So if you want to jump in, we're just going to use the Vikings vent line. Email email us at vikingsventline at gmail.com, and, uh, and we'll send the invite to some of you guys and bring you in here. I see Judd is checking in. Should we bring Judd in here? Might be kind of a disaster noise-wise, but... It's a party. Judd is bumping. Judd's literally courtside right now at the Target Center. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we yes, can. yes. It is nuts in here. It's awesome. Hey, hold on. Can you can you hear us right now? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Actually, it's just really loud. Oh, can you uh, can you find a flag? Actually, you know what? Press, you know what? You got. Oh, he's, I got, got, a he's got a towel. I got the towel from the night. Huh? How about that? Huh? <laughs> there it is. Look at this. How about that? How about so, that towel right here? So we've kind of said, listen, like we'll do we'll do the Carl Anthony Towns conversation either later or tomorrow. Like yeah. the fact that they overcame that and Ed Malloy and officiating and uh, just like the the rotation being thrown off and whatnot. And well, for Anthony call- Edwards How about you calling it? You called Ant. I called the whole thing. I called the Carl Anthony Towns foul trouble and the Anthony Edwards rising up. I, I mean, this was a coming out party for a superstar. Like, yeah. like yeah, the, the cat thing, we, we can discuss and certainly break that down. But this was the coming out party for a superstar. Like, as much as the TNT guys might rip cat, I guarantee you right now, they're, they're praising Ant. Like, this yeah. was an incredible performance. There's so much joy in this place. So many people like Jim Pete, you know, who's watched this godforsaken product. 
this old building tonight was alive. It was fantastic. The game was ugly, but who cares? Because that's what makes playoff games fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, this place is electric. It's so cool right now. And the fact that this team had, a, a you know, another superstar, right? You got yeah. J.J. with the Vikings. You got Kaprizov with the Wild. You got Buxton with the Twins. And, you know, the moment not only wasn't too big for Ant, he took it by the neck, grabbed it, and, and, and suffocated it. And I can't say enough about what this 20-year-old kid did. Here, here, here we go. Get the, the towel. I'll properly display this by tomorrow. But, yeah, they gave these away. Um, I give this crowd a ton of credit. Like, I don't know if it transferred through on TNT, but this place was it electric. It did, yeah. It did. I just, By the way, it's funny. I just saw Judd's text to us that said, Hey, I'm uh, I'm in the room, but the music's still bumping, so don't put me on. Well, we put I you al- on. So, <laughs> well, I also sent you guys. I sent Dex a a video. The first one I sent has Ant came like right up to our press t- table here, and just unbridled joy. Once that gets posted, it's just so cool. Like I, I can't say enough about what I love moments of greatness. And especially when it's new, yeah. you know, like after a while with Puck, you became, and it was still great, but you became used to it. But I mean, this was a moment of greatness and it's like, how's he going to play? And you called it, but then he did it. Yeah. And then he's just, it's such unbridled joy. Like he's, Dude. he's going over hugging people. Like he wanted this so bad. Cat didn't, but that's, you know, but that, that's that, but he wanted this so bad. And he got it. And it's just like, here it is folks. So a by the way, right now on inside the NBA, they're just clowning the Timberwolves for celebrating. So, I, and I'm not why I'm, I'm just reading tweets and getting people. You know, people are sending us messages here that apparently the inside of the NBA crew is just clowning the Timberwolves for the way they're celebrating becoming the seven seed. But you know what? That, Screw you guys. I, I love the inside the NBA crew, but like this franchise's history, you got to start somewhere. Well, all right, it's the second playoff appearance since 2004. So just Pat, just let just let us have this for five minutes for God's sake. Pat Pat Bev post game was crying. Like, he walked off <laughs> the court in, in tears. I mean, this is an emotional game tonight. Um, the Wolves looked terrible at times, and they won. I, I can't – I I'm probably the most skeptical guy among the three of us for sure, but I cannot rain on Ant's prey. Like, it's not Dude, fair. No, this why, is – Why would you clown – why would you clown on that? This is like, a – this, this is special. a – this is okay. This is kind of funny. Charles Barkley said, "We need to play one shining moment as they're watching the Timberwolves celebrate." No. You know what? Who cares? Like, I get it. This is this is just sort of a ho hum accomplishment for most teams in the NBA. But you got to start somewhere. And it's not. By the way, it's not just about celebrating the play-in. This right. felt like a gateway to an era for the Timberwolves. Now, where this era goes and how you know what the peak looks like and 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 who is still going to be on the team three years from now or whatever. Like, we don't know the answers to those questions, but th- this felt different than Game 82 four years ago because Game 82 four years ago was sort of, eh, it's just a one-time, that team was never going to make it in the long run. This feels like a gateway game to something bigger at some point, whether it's this year or in two years from now. That's well, what people are celebrating. People are celebrating this right. team, not necessarily just the play-in. So. And I think yeah. it's a very interesting point because it's very weird. It's it's um, because of Pat's game and because of what Ant did. And and you know what? Starting second quarter as well, guys, D'Lo, give him credit too. 
Um, this felt like officially clarifying who's in charge of this team. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns off the floor tonight did the Wolves more good than on the floor. But, you know, in throughout the course of this game, Anthony Edwards was so empowered to take control. Um, that's what I, I – I think that's what is being – celebrated here as well to your point about a phil being a gateway game that that there's a definition right now of who took this game over uh and look it was a tough game it was a very tough game but yeah i think it's fair i i'd be the first guy to say you know pump the brakes but with where this team is i don't think it's fair i i, I think that they deserve that that there's certain members of this team that deserve a ton of credit yeah. And and these and here's the thing too, it's unfair for this fan base to be told to calm down. They've been through too much. Correct. They put up with garbage. Yeah. Garbage. I mean, so you're going to tell me right now? Well, celebrate like you're. You, look, if this was the fourth consecutive year of playing games, I'd be like, okay, calm down. Um, but this fan base tonight again, proving they're starved for anything halfway decent. It's a playing game. I get that, but. They were so into it and so celebratory, and Ant, like, embraced that. I just, unless you're here, I think what the TNT guys don't get is this is an embracing of the vibe. Yeah. Well, I mean, the TN, in all fairness, the TNT guys have watched six Timberwolves games in 15 years. Yep. Like, you know, the four games against the Rockets, game 82, and this one. So, and maybe if there's a random game on a Thursday night or something and they were forced to stay up late. And, uh, and, and you know, D'Lo had a really bad stretch at the end of the regular season put together a couple nice games. And tonight, if it wasn't for his steady hand and knocking down some of those mid-range jump shots, yep. when like there was times where it looked like the Clippers were pulling away, boom, seven-point lead again, ten-point lead again. And here comes D'Lo steadying the ship after Carl Anthony Towns fouls out. And so huge credit to him as well. By the way, if you're just jumping in here, this is Mackie and Judd special edition of Vikings, I'm sorry, of Timberwolves Ventline. You can email us. I know it's kind of confusing. We should probably come up with a different email, but we're going to use the Vikings Ventline email address. If you want to jump in, uh, we'll send you a link, vikingsventline at gmail.com. And so um, let's maybe we can mute Judd's techno you know dance party there and uh, and get to our first Timberwolves fan here. Dex, who do we got out of the gate here on Ventline? I think, Dex, you're muted there. Let's go to our loyal buddy, Ben. There we go. Ben in Florida. What's up, How ben? we doing, Ben? Oh man! Uh, so this is—I haven't usually during the NBA regular season. I don't watch a lot of games. There's just way too many games going on. Um, so I usually really pick up around after All Star break. And I—I gotta—I gotta say, if I'm Chris Finch at the next practice, I have to ask myself: Can I trust Cat in the Grizzly series, a series that even though it's two seven, the Wolves can make that a really competitive series. I agree. But I have to ask my you have to ask yourself, can I trust Cat because another playoff type game and another game where he basically is a no-show. And this one is worse because he doesn't have a Tom Thibodeau coach or a Jimmy Butler type teammate next to him. So this one is pretty much like all on him, but if if I'm Chris Finch, I'm saying, look, it's gonna be D'Lo. It's gonna be D'Lo and Ant show the entire way. D'Lo and Ant are gonna take us to where we where we want to go. 
Well, but, I think, Chris, Ben, I think the reality is if you are going to make noise in that Memphis series, you need Cat. Like, you're yeah. going to, like, like, Cat's going to have to be one of the key central figures. And I think, I think you've got a few days here until, you know, the playoffs start over the weekend. So you basically have, what, three or four days. And I think you just have to sit down, whether it's Finch or Pat Beverly. I mean, hell, Jake Lehman was consoling him on the sidelines in the third or fourth quarter tonight. Like, someone's yeah. got to sit down and say, dude, Let's talk about what happened there. All right. I know there were some bad calls, but what happened when, when when your emotions start to ride that red line? Where like how do we put some space in there, man? Like how do we pull you back from the ledge? You gotta stay engaged in this thing. So even, like you have to have four days of conversations about that with him. Because even like even if you aren't scoring, like he can rebound the ball, he can defend, like you don't he doesn't if you can do other things, you know, but he just wasn't doing other things. Like if, yeah. if he wasn't scoring, he just kinda shut down. And on the Pat Bev stuff, I will just say this. When the trade first happened, I was like, I don't know, man. He was a menace when he was at the Clippers, man. I wasn't sure about that. Whoever decided, whoever said that we should trade for Pat Bev should get a raise in that organization. Well, that was, <laughs> that's that, why you bring that up. He's, he's not with the organization anymore. Yeah, know, but, but it's, it's he's just the energy – the hustle, the effort, even when he was in foul trouble, you know, just all of that little things that you just don't really see in the box score, he's doing it on a consistent basis. And that's just something you can't teach. You just can't teach. So I'm fired up, man. Bring on the Grizzlies. I'm, I'm fired up for the Grizzlies. What a blast. Ben, thanks for jumping in, man. We'll, we'll catch up with you probably on Vikings Vent Line or I don't know, Wild Vent Line, whatever, whatever Vent Line. Ben's always one of our... One of our best. Uh, let's let judge. You have a thought, real quick, before we get to someone else. Uh, yeah, I think it's very. If you break down what transpired here tonight, though, the problem with Cat is the moment was too big. Like it, it, he got eaten up by everything. He got eaten up by the officiating, the emotions. Um, I don't know that you can spend four days fixing that. Like we've talked about it before. I mean, Chris Finch ain't dumb. He's talked about it before. They all know what you know. They all know what the problem is. The problem. The problem is it just continues. I don't know. I mean. As much as Ant grabbed the moment and took it and ran with it and did a magnificent job, I, I think it's sort of just ingrained, right? Like Ant took it and he's born yeah. with the ability to do it. Cat uh, got overwhelmed. And, and like at the end, he was excited, but nothing like you would think because it's just all consuming. I, I can't describe it. I just don't know what can be rectified. Yeah, I think like we're going we're gonna to have to clear some space on Mackie and Judd this week just for, <laughs> you know, just for some sort of how fixable is cat in these situations? I mean, they had, dude, we talked about this for the days leading up that if you're the Clippers, what is your game plan? You run at cat and you try to get him in foul trouble. And they did. And I think I agree with the TNT guys at halftime, Chris Finch, leaving him out there after three fouls and the high emotions. Like it was very obvious. He was just teetering on the edge. So allowing him to pick up that fourth foul in the first half was a huge coaching mistake, but Hey, despite all these things, they won the game. They got by the Clippers. If I would have told you guys, hey, so Carl Anthony Towns is going to have probably his worst NBA game of his career. The officials are going to be interjecting themselves in a way that isn't friendly for the Timberwolves. And Paul George is going to go off for 34 points, seven rebounds, five assists, and three steals. Yeah, Clippers win. What's the outcome of the game? The Clippers (laughs) win by about 10. Yeah. Yeah. 10 to 12. Insane. But, you know, Cat, just – Quickly, Cat, because the, the Wolves bench is right to my right here. And he came over in front of the press table a couple times, you know, 
swearing about how I can't get to, they won't like, they won't let me drive and they won't. And, and he looked like, he looked like a guy I played with in eighth grade who, who would start to cry when things didn't go his way. And it's like, no, that you can't do that, man. You know, it's going to be tough. It's the play. It's basically the playoffs. Um, you got to find a way to channel that positively. And, and the fact that the Clippers came up with, a defensive plan, which, by the way, we knew was coming. It's not like, mm-hmm. his, oh, my God, they, I can't believe they did that. And that you're still that flustered by it. Like, yeah, that's a really – but, I mean, I saw him melting. He's literally melting down. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just, like, extracting him from the game was – I'm not saying that, that you can just do that against Memphis. Like, you you need him. It was positive. To some extent. But tonight to – just- Yes, you're right. Yeah, tonight pulling him from the game for chunks. You know, he – I mean, look at – you know, not that plus minus tells the whole story, but – among the Timberwolves players tonight, D'Lo was a plus 12. Nas Reed was a plus 17. Cat was a minus 14. By far the worst on the team, a minus 14. Uh, by the way, if, you are, uh, if you're jumping in here and you're hanging out with us late, this is a late tip tonight, the game went forever. If you're hanging out with us close to midnight central time, click that subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel so we can help spread the word about... Mackie and Judd, Timberwolves Ventline, and uh, this awesome Minnesota sports community that you guys have helped us build. All right, on to the next year, Timberwolves Ventline. <laughs> David. David, how you doing, man? Welcome back. How we doing, guys? Um, What's up, David? I've never been happier to be wrong about to write that down for this show, like ever. Um, that game was exciting, nerve-wracking, um, and that doesn't even include the blue lady. Well, Figure that out later, but <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so apparently, she she glued herself to the court in protest because one of Glenn Taylor's chicken farms had to put down some chickens that were stricken with illness. And yeah, okay. what? Okay. It, we'll leave that one alone. But um, you know, uh, Tyloo did exactly what he needed to do, and we somehow got enough shooting in the second half to win this game. Not sure why the Clippers didn't go back to Norm Powell or Nick Batum more. Those guys, anytime they were in the corner and open, they were making every shot. And I don't know why they went back to Zubac there for long stretches. But um, this is Ant's team going forward. Like everybody else has said, this has to be Ant as the alpha going forward. Um, And it presents an interesting thing against Memphis because the blueprint was there tonight. You have your sagging big clog the lane to keep D'Lo and Ant out of it because the center is playing Vando who can't shoot. And they have a better defender with Jaron Jackson Jr. for Cat. So uh, does Finch try to get more shooting in this series? Like, do we try like, – I know Jaden's young and maybe not the greatest guy, but Vando is almost a zero on offense unless he's sitting in the dunker spot. Do we have – anybody that gets some more shooting to try to keep somebody out of the lane so we can keep those driving lanes more open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, David, thanks for, thanks for jumping on, man. To your, uh, to your, just to go back to your first point about, you know, some of the things that were working for the Clippers, you know, that's where I would love to, I was so caught up in like the emotions of the game, just kind of watching on pins and needles, but it felt like Paul George went into hero ball mode a little bit and he was, and he was hot, but, I mean, the, the, the Clippers are so great at moving the ball and getting wide-open shots. And once Cat was out of the game, I don't know if, if, if Paul George just said, all right, now that Cat's out, I'm just going to ice this game and, and dagger it. 
And it kind of felt like the, the ball stopped moving a little bit for the Clippers and shots stopped going in. The Timberwolves went on, what, like a 20-4 to four run or something? And then they were shooting free throws. So let's keep it rolling here. Timberwolves event line, Judd's at Target Center. Mackie and Judd, Declan, our executive producer. Let's go to Jacob. Jacob, what's up, pal? What's You're up, on Jacob? Wolves event line. How's it going? Um, so I really started watching the Wolves, actually, because of you guys. Um, awesome. Through uh, the um, Judd's Hockey Show. Just want to say, what an entertaining game. Um, hadn't really yeah. been watching the Wolves much. They got into it tonight, and just an exciting game. I really didn't think the Wolves were going to be able to pull it out through halftime and when he got some more drinks. And just a fun <laughs> game to watch at the end. Um, exciting stuff. Even with, I know I'd watch you guys' shows earlier in the week, talking about Cat, possibly getting the follow trouble. Saw him getting into that and got a little worried into the fourth quarter there. It's cool to see him pull through, even with all the uh, foul trouble that Cat was having. Cool to see Ant pull through, and just excited to watch a fun, fun Wolves game tonight. Love it, man. Yeah, Jacob. So, so you're uh, you're a, a new Timberwolves fan, so you don't have to deal with like 17 years or 30 years of torture. This is this is great for you. You're like, oh, cool playoffs every year. That, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's exactly it. Dude, been doing with the wild trouble, but the Wolves are a little bit new to me. But wild yeah, one, it's been really fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, the wild game was really fun tonight as well. So exactly right, <laughs> Jacob, uh, a Timberwolves fan without the baggage, man. Thanks for coming on. See you, Jacob. Appreciate Thank it, you, man. Love it. Let's keep it rolling here. We've got a Heck bunch yeah. of people in this green room celebrating this Wolves playoff appearance. Let's go to Jake. Jake, what's up, buddy? You're on Wolves Vent Line. How are you? Can you hear us? Okay, I think Might you're muted. muted. Let's put Jake just in the uh, back room just for a okay, second. We'll, we'll come back to you, Jake. We'll come back. By to the way, uh, Jake, just here in a second. This uh, this show presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. We'll get a little business out of the way here. Uh, they've been partners of the Timberwolves for a long time and supporting them, and they support us at Score North and Mackey and Judd. So if you're a business owner looking for risk management, frontline protection, check out all the resources they have at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. So, uh, let's go to Drew. Drew, buddy, you got us? Okay, welcome to Wolves Vent Line. Oh yeah, I think we have some me? connection issues with yes. Drew there. Yeah. A little bit of a delay. Let's pop Drew in the green room because we have you a little bit it. of a, a delay there. Let's, let's third it. time's a charm here. Who's next? Nas Reed was a plus seven. Tristan? Hey, what's going on, boys? Hey man, how are you? Welcome to Wolf Vent Line. Hey, I got you guys on the big screen catching up uh, <laughs> on what's going on because I was a little late to the game. I got all nice. my Timberwolves jerseys right here. Wow, dude. Okay, well, who's yeah. that? It's like a it's like a we wall got, of Timberwolves. Derek Rose. We got Rose Towns. We got Towns, Towns again, Rose, and Butler, and Edwards. And then we got nice. the, the good old boy right here in the corner. Love it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Love so it. I got I also got my Judd uh paper on the uh on the table as well. So the TNT crew clowning them at the end of the ha- at the end of the game. I think that was terrible. So were you were you watching that? Because we're we're just seeing people tweet at us and stuff. Were you watching it? it? Yeah, it was terrible. I'm gonna mute this because I got you guys going. Uh so absolutely terrible. They're clowning them. That was a championship. Uh, celebration and overall I think that was just really bad on their part uh, the halftime show I think was really accurate on what they're saying Finch should have kept uh, Towns Bev even Ant out uh, and then just for foul trouble and then but overall super great game and then Ant Bev and D'Lo carried the team and I think the casuals with Cat yes it was a terrible game but that was by far the worst game I think Cat has played all year 
Yeah, I, I think watched, it's the worst game of his career, yeah, honestly. His career. Like, it, it 100% was, was. I watched at least 65 out of the 82 games, and that, like, Cat absolutely fell apart with the Grizzlies. Timberwolves match up great against them. They do. And I think we're running up. We're running them to six. I think you can write this down. Obviously, I, like I know it. you guys uh, don't do write that downs right here, but I think I think the T-Pups take them, to, take them in six. Write this down. You know what, man? We're three minutes away from midnight. We're three minutes away from write that down Wednesday. Dex, can we make a special exception here? Can we go on? Can we go on the record here? Let's do it. Hey, let's do it. I, I've watched you guys since last last season of uh, the Vikes in the off season. Love you guys. And then some party notes. Again, TNT talking about Jimmy and like cat, ter- like they're casuals. I think they're clowns. Honestly, you got to give a little bit more respect to the Timberwolves and bring up freaking Jimmy Butler. Like, come on. No, we're, yeah. we're better than that. Cat has led this team to the playoffs this year. And it's just, I think it's bad on their part to bring something up like that. But love yeah. you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. And, awesome, uh, dude. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. We'll get that right that down the record. I will say, like, I don't have a problem with them clowning towns. He needs to earn respect on this level. So yeah. I don't like. I don't have a problem. Like, he, dude, he he earned the clowning that he got from the TNT guys. I don't love the clowning of the Timberwolves and the fans for celebrating this. Right. Guys, it's a poverty franchise that we've all been waiting for something great to open right. up again for the first time in like 17 years. So, yeah. uh, and they came let back. Us have it. Let us have. They it. came back and won. They they came back and won, and they were yeah. led by their young superstar. Like, what's not to be proud about about that? Yeah, celebrate away. I've no. Yeah, mm-hmm. again, no good for the fans. I'm glad yeah. for the fans here. All right, should we uh, should we try Jake again here? Yeah, let's try our guy Jake. Jake, you got us okay? Oh, oh man, you're we, muted. We can't hear Jake. Jake, just a mind. logistic thing. Make sure your input on the settings just matches whatever microphone you're using there. That might be able to help you out. Uh, let's try Sean. Sean, do you got us okay? Yeah, I got y'all. Y'all hear me? There yeah, we man. go. We got What's up, Sean? Cool. Well, hey, I just want to say thank you for uh, getting me on. Uh, big fan. Been l- listening to you guys for about 15 months or so now, so it's oh, been man. a good time. Yeah. But uh, as a Wolves fan of about five or six years, I've started paying attention when Wiggins and Towns were drafted. This was by far the most excited I ever was for a win. That was yeah. incredible. Just yeah. especially mm-hmm. something I was impressed by with Anthony Edwards was at the end, just the maturity to actually like dribble away the ball and make sure that they can dribble away and uh, mm-hmm. get those uh, extra free throws at the end. I thought that was really a uh, savvy move by him. Yeah. No. So you've got, it's, it's amazing, man. Like, so you came in five years ago. So you've endured definitely some heartbreak and definitely some, some poverty seasons. I was telling these guys the other day, you know, I'm not I'm not that old. I'm in my mid-30s, but, like, I peaked with the Kevin Garnett era as a fan. And then once they traded Garnett, yes, said, sir. I went to okay. so many games, love that jersey. I went to so many games in, like, the first four or five years after the KG trade saying, I'm going to grind. It's, it's going to be a little blip, a couple years, transition, Marco Yarich, Al Jefferson. I'm going to grind these out, Randy Foy, because there will be an emergence at some point. And there wasn't until like 2017. Right. So I don't know, man. There's so many fans that have just been waiting for something like this and not something like the sugar high of four years ago with Jimmy Butler, where they tried to expedite the process and it blew up in their face. But like this actually feels like hockey stick growth here over a three to five year period. Like this isn't a fluke. They've got a, a young nucleus. Anthony Edwards is only going to get better once he turns 21, 23, 25. And so. 
again, it's not a celebration of making the playoffs as the seventh seed. It's a cul- it, it feels like a culmination of 17 years of dreck to me tonight. Right. I, I definitely agree with that just from the years I've been paying attention. And it definitely seems different than uh, 2017 did. I mean, the Jimmy Butler experiment was cool at the beginning. Obviously, like you said, blew up in our face. But I feel, especially with Anthony Edwards, sky's the limit. Yeah, he's a blast, man. Yeah, there's thank a, you there's, for coming on, dude. There's a, jo- there's a joy to this that didn't exist then. And, and it, it was pretty clear fairly quickly with Butler that it was going to be a grind and that he didn't really approve of, of uh, his teammates. And so I think the difference here is Ant is so fun to, to watch. I, I think I, I said it today, but to me, he's got some pucket, like personality. He's got that pucket. He's got that love of the sport. He's got mm-hmm. that. He loves to compete. And he, bring, he brings everybody up. And I think the important thing, too, is Pat Bev is what Butler wasn't, which is he's the veteran. It's really wired tight. Don't get me wrong. But he also doesn't crap on teammates. Like, like he guides them. And I think between what Ant brings and what Pat Bev brings, it's incredibly important because Ant's not at the age to bring what Pat is, but Ant is, again, with that sort of pocket mentality. He yeah. lifts guys up just from his joy, just from his style. And you know what? There's a lot of guys that don't love the moment. This kid does. He loves the yeah. moment. Here's one more nugget to throw. I'll throw this out. I tweeted this out. Just like so if you, if you want to be shocked at how the Wolves won this game. So – if I would have told you before the game that Cat's going to have the worst game of his career, Ed Malloy and Scott Foster are going to train wreck things. I told you that was coming. Paul George is going to drop 34-7-5, and five, and the Clippers are going to shoot 46% from three. I would say nine out of ten times <laughs> the Clippers win that game. Just, just in terms of not looking at the score or watching it. Impossible. Yeah. Are we getting a hey, special Horton. guest here? Ed Malloy, great night, huh? <laughs> it did. It did. Yes. Brandon Michelle. Alan, Alan, Alan Horton. Say, yeah, come on. You got a second? Can we pop the voice of the Timberwolves on Ventline here? Just two Alan seconds. Horton. Just say hi. Peek your Just head in, hi. man. We got the whole crew in here? Yep. Alan Horton. Alan Horton. What's going on, buddy? Your your thoughts. (laughs) My thoughts, I thought it was a tremendous game. The fourth quarter comeback, just amazing to to have that kind of a comeback in that type of game. That's huge. I mean, down by 10 with 840 left, and you go 26-11 against Paul George. Yeah. I mean, just – and and Cat, facing the adversity of having Cat not in the game, just unbelievable. Ant's game, one one word to describe Ant's game. Incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. Awesome stuff, man. That's Thanks. Alan Horton, man, the longtime voice of the Minnesota Timberwolves, famous for the, oh, Ed Malloy, Ed Malloy. I told you I had a bad feeling that Ed Malloy was going to get this game. I didn't bring up Scott Foster because he's not good, too. Yeah. Uh, but, boy. Amazing. All right, let's keep it rolling here. Timberwolves, Ventline, Mackie and Judd, Score North YouTube channel. What up, Anthony? How's it going, man? Yep, we got you. Oh, good. I just got to say, uh, D'Lo and Ant carried us an offense. And uh, Pat Bev without uh, with him defensively, we wouldn't have won this game. Yeah, dude, Pat Bev. I think Pat Bev is I, even like that. And now Ed Malloy, of course, being Ed Malloy, tried to uh-huh. pull a mulligan, and he did. But like <laughs> the whole thing, the little hand fighting on the jump ball with Morris, right? Like he knew that Morris had a technical, and he was trying to bait him into another technical or a, or a double technical. And Ed Malloy called the double technical, like stuff like that, you know. And now it backfired because they wound up reversing it. But 
just little things like that that he's thinking about throughout the course of a game to get under guy's skin or a little a block here or a steal there. That block um, was impressive. Yeah, yes. on uh, two, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He just and then just I mean the energy and he's the only dude with actual playoff experience, you know, meaningful playoff experience on this team too. So, yeah, he was he was a joy. Anthony, thanks for coming on, man. One Appreciate thing uh, on yeah. Instagram. I, you probably didn't hear us. Uh, Bev was like, fuck the weak ass Clippers oh. after the game. <laughs> Normal, but it was hilarious. Yeah, actually, I, I even saw Pat Bev is, has a beer at the post game podium right now and is literally <laughs> loving life and is dropping F bombs and is Good saying, hold y'all, this is exactly what we are going to do. I've been telling my guy Ant that he can have this defense. I'm the best defender on the planet. It's rubbing off on Anthony Edwards. Oh, Pat Bev's great. feeling himself a little bit. I love Pat it. Bev, Pat Bev had um, seven points. But you know yeah. what he did? Played a fantastic game. Yeah. Totally. Like that's the thing about that's the thing about a guy like Pat Bev. Seven points, eleven boards, three assists, but yet his in- impact on the game was monumental. Well, it's also great too that you can just like sort of trust him throughout portions of the game to take the ball up the court and to and to start the offense. It you know, and it, you know, in a game like that where it's dragging on, the energy is high, and and you're going to need close to 40 minutes out of D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. Like it's nice that those guys can sometimes kind of take a breather and not have to dribble the ball up the court. Just little things like that that you can lean on him for. Um, let's uh, let's let's see who's next out of the gate here. Timberwolves vent line. Let's go to Michael. Michael, you got us okay? Hey guys, how's it going? What's Good up, man, Michael? How are you? Oh, you guys, I have been a fan since uh, right after they traded Kevin Garnett. So all I've known is poverty. Oh, Let me God. give you some names. Rashad McCants, <laughs> Randy Foy, Martel Webster, Al Jefferson. What a great era of Timberwolves basketball. Shout out to my friend for getting me involved right after Kevin Garnett was traded. We should do an obscure Timberwolves name off. Post Kevin Garnett. I'll tell you what, that would be. I bet that would be pretty challenging. Mark <laughs> Mark Blunt. Judd, can I ask you a question? Of course. All I've known going to Timberwolves game is this dull, dreary, like almost lifeless atmosphere when you go to one of those games. Yep. Indulge me a little bit. What was it like? And my follow up question is: How much? Did the refs just absolutely suck the life out of that arena? You know what? Credit to the fans, they didn't. They actually gave it more life. Fans were fans were involved, and just to get, give you a taste of how electric this place was uh, tonight, when I came and walked in for as the Wolves were taking the court for pregame warmups. Okay, this place was already jammed, and everybody was standing up. It was electric, like and and I also came to the to the playoffs in I think it was two thousand four, and I mean when Minnesota basketball fans are presented with a product that's competitive and good and exciting, they are into it. So this place tonight, the roof about came off, but I give the fans credit because while frustrated with the work of Ed Malloy and Foster and the officiating crew. It didn't suck the life. They actually, I, I thought, kept it going. And in some ways, that's what Carl got eaten up by because um, he doesn't know how to channel that. But this place was great. It was huge fun. And this is 
This is what the Wolves can be if they give you a good product. It, does, it doesn't even have to qualify as great. If this is a good product, uh, Wolves fans will not only come out, but they will be loud, they will embrace the team, and they will provide them with life. I'll tell you real quick, Michael, if you uh, if you have TikTok, or I think Declan put put this on the Score North Twitter account too, but on the Score North TikTok account right now, S-K-O-R North on TikTok, Judd posted a video of like the post, the, so the final whistle, Mark Laurie running onto the court, crowd going crazy, and you just the pure joy of the arena, Anthony Edwards and Patrick Beverly. You guys, check out this video if you're looking for a sampling of what it felt like in that arena right at the end of that game. It's incredible. Maybe post it on the, on the, on the YouTube. I don't know if you could do that, but can I we just might be able, all, yeah. It's on the fly. It might be kind of tough here, but check, oh, it, check it out. Across all our platforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just add one more thought? Yeah. If it's a rebuttal to Shaq and, and uh, Chuck. And I'm a counselor, a mental health counselor, so I'm going to use my, my language. And we have Love experienced uh, basketball trauma, right? So we, when we watch a game, we, at least for me, I assume the worst is going to happen. Yeah. And you have to celebrate your small victories. I don't think they really appreciate just exactly the pure torture and heartbreak that we have experienced. And like other people have said, we should be allowed to – celebrate these victories because they might be few and far between. I hope not, but who knows? This may be all we have for, <laughs> for a long time. I'm hoping, yeah. uh, but we need to celebrate. So I'm going to celebrate by going to bed. Love it. dude. <laughs> all right. Great you, stuff, man. man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't apologize for celebrating this. Do not apologize for your, your Timberwolves joy on this evening. All right. Who's next on Timberwolves vet line, Mackie and Judd here. Let's try it through the night. Joey. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, man. We got you. We got you. It's my phone because, yeah, I don't know what's going on with my computer, but third time's a charm. Uh, God, what a game. Um, honestly, like, like I think, I think Phil, you said it exactly. Like, if you had told me that Cat had the worst game of his NBA career in this game, I'll add that to the fact that Paul George dropped 34 and we still won. I mean, thank God for, for Ann Edwards. Um, I think tonight, like, was his coming out party nationally. I think, unfortunately, the national media jabronis are just going to keep, you know, focusing on, on towns and whatever else they, you know, come up with. And the fact that we're, you know, a miserable franchise for a long time and that, yeah, I don't know. It was just tonight was fun, but, yeah, I'm excited. I don't know. A lot of things going through my head, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, Jake, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you. And appreciate you finding a, a device that, that, uh, that worked here. Um, let's keep rolling here. Let's just keep. I think we've said everything that we need to say yeah. for right now. We have plenty more thoughts throughout the week. Drew, do you got us? Hey, okay? guys, can you hear me now? Yeah. Yep. What's up, yeah, Drew? Yeah. All right. So I got two main points. One, it's Wednesday, so I'll admit where I was wrong. I really wanted LaMelo Ball over Anthony Edwards. I I thought we needed, like, the attention from LeVar and everything. It'd bring more attention. We'll hit you with the buzzer there. <laughs> but uh, I, I absolutely love Ant. He's amazing. And two is that I cannot believe there's people out there who thought we lost the D'Angelo Russell trade. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Because, <laughs> Thank you, dude. Like I'm Thank repping you. the jersey right now. Because Andrew Wiggins got to play with the greatest dynasty of all time and the greatest system yeah. of all time and like scored 17 points a game. 
You know, I mean, yeah. give me a freaking break. Congratulations, Andrew Wiggins is a viable role player now. That's so. <laughs> so they apparently won the trade, and I get that they got a draft pick too. But yes, yeah, I mean, both I teams made it out fine with that trade. I think it's fair to say, but the Timberwolves yeah. did not lose that trade. Yeah. Now, my final thought: I love Pat Bev, love his energy. He he changed the culture here. So thanks for having uh-huh. me on, guys. He came out. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. It's great stuff, Drew. He came in here at the beginning of the year and he said, "I don't miss the playoffs. I don't miss the playoffs." So, but everyone else better figure it out because we're not missing the playoffs. And he was right. And how important is a guy like that just to bring that mentality? And then the thing that I love is he backs it up. Like it's not a bunch of talk. It's not a bunch of BS um, chatter that does not come true. He backs it up. In his own way. I, this reminds me actually more of like a hockey pickup. Because like these guys are, I, I feel like the Pat Bevs are more prevalent in in hockey as far as like captain type guys. Mm-hmm. And because it, it's not because they're great players. It's not like, oh my God, Pat Bev's carrying the team. It's all of the, all of the very important little things he does that become key, right? Like he, ba- he basically makes this team, if this team's toughness on a scale of 1 to 10 with its current uh, group, but not Pat Bev, is, let's say, a 3, it goes up to an 8. Yeah. Well, Shaq, God, that halftime, at halftime, man, they just savaged Carl Anthony Towns and Chris Finch for 10 minutes. And Shaq said, that first half is why people call you. He goes, I love you, Cat. You know, like, I think they've not become like good friends, but like they're friendly and stuff. And Shaq was dabbing them up at the all-star game. And he said, that's why people call you soft. That's why people call you soft. But Pat Bev comes in and kind of balances that out in a way that brings people together. Jimmy Butler has kind of an effort. You're soft. Go away. I'm going to just take this on myself. And Pat Bev is more of a, okay, guys, like, come on. You know, he's like hurting a bunch of puppies, <laughs> pun intended. Right. And it, uh, it just, it's, it comes off. It, it's a more effective way of leading and spreading his his knowledge and his experience than what Jimmy Butler brought. He's not as good of a player as Jimmy Butler was, but he is a better chemistry guy and a, and a better glue guy than Jimmy Butler was. All right, let's. Uh, it looks like Brad is up next. Yes. Yeah. All right, sit up, Brad. Brad, you got us, okay, man? Hey, yeah, I got you loud and clear. Nice, man. What's going on, Brad? Uh, hey, uh, I'm out here in Seattle with Mackie. Oh, nice. Um. Actually, I was out here before Mackie, so you followed me. <laughs> Brad, no, so you're, not actually, uh, him. So yeah. you're not stalking him, Brad. That's good to yeah. know. We're actually Correct. in the, yeah. the same home studio right now. We're just about five yeah. feet apart. It's uh-huh. Crazy. uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been a listener since the uh, 9 to noon or 9 to 1 days on AM 1500. Been a Wolves fan since they drafted KG uh, when I was like five years old. So uh, happy to see this win tonight. It's been a, it's been a long time. Uh Probably the best Wolves game I've seen since I think I saw them beat the Warriors in person at the Target Center in like 2016. <laughs> so yes, very exciting, and I would have paid a lot of money to be there tonight. Uh, I think, yeah, Shaq trashing Cat at halftime was totally justified. If there's an image of Cat that will last in the league beyond this franchise, it is just of him whining to the refs. And I think Pat Bev has said it himself, like, stop talking to those guys. Stop talking to those guys. So hopefully this is the moment that Cat finally learns, like, you got to stop doing that because you saw the cost nearly tonight. Like, how do you – and the people that are – I think what drives me nuts is, and I'm probably just overreacting to, like, five blank avatars on Twitter here, but, like, 
these people who are like, you need to be ripping the officials. This is a horribly officiating game. Okay, newsflash, a couple things. Games are going to be poorly officiated sometimes, okay? Also, there's going to be times where games just get really physical and you're not going to get fouls called. It's the playoffs. So sometimes you're going to get it one way, sometimes you're going to get it the other way. Is he the only player in NBA history or the only player on the court tonight that's had to deal with it? No, it happens. Figure it out. Yeah, and so championship I, I, players overcome that. Yeah, so hopefully he looked around and saw his teammates pick him up and win that game despite how much he tried to sabotage it. And hopefully he looks around and thinks to himself, all right, what do I need to do to fall in line here? What, you know, why, why was D'Lo able to keep his cool? Why was Pat Bev and Ant able to keep their cool? And I wasn't. But I just... I hope he has that level of introspection in the next four days, and we can talk more about it later this week on the show, but um, I don't know. He's got to prove it. Yes, let's hope so. And, yeah, props to Pat Bev. I mean, the the leadership he has shown over Jimmy Butler uh, has what has taken this team over the top and I think kept fans excited. Uh, in 20, when 2017, or 2017, 2018, when they made the playoffs, like that felt a little bit muted just because of all the drama that was going on in the background with with uh, Butler, but this time it feels like something we can get get excited about. And even if they do inevitably lose against the Grizzlies, this feels much more like a start to something than the Jimmy Butler ever era ever did. Yep. Absolutely, and it feels like Ant can take the baton as well. So, so like I think Ant, I think Ant's good enough and smart enough to learn from Pat Bev, and so I think that he will basically develop into the same type of, of player. It's just, in my opinion, right now the ideal circumstance right because pat bev is the veteran grizzled here's what here's what you should do kid and Ant's like okay yeah awesome um and then again the the difference also with butler's team and this team is there was no one on the butler team who had the unbridled joy passion and talent that ant did yeah like butler did it begrudgingly it it was almost like i don't Mm -hmm. like i don't like these guys but i'm good and you know what he was really good but this this stew feels far more sustainable, and in credit to Finch too, because Tibbs was always on the edge himself. I give Finch credit; he might screw up at times, but Chris Finch also brings a stability where he's not going nuts, where he's not going. He's doing his best to to stay as calm as possible. He's and Bev, I think, actually um, um, complements Finch well. So, like, the only disappointment, in my opinion, tonight, once once Russell got past the bad first quarter, was the fact they really couldn't get Cat back into the game. Yep. Yeah. Needless to say, I will be glued to my TV for the Grizzly series. Yep. Hell yeah, oh, Brad, we will too. Good stuff, man. We'll see you out here at a nearby bar, maybe Pekoski's or something. Yeah, for, I'm glad uh, you guys go out a lot. Game. Yeah. Dinner, perhaps. You guys I don't go out at all anymore because I'm taking care of Maya, Maya the monster, Maya, oh, Maya the dog. Who's a good girl? Got a trainer, so we can leave the house once in a while. But uh, yeah. So all right, we have so much more to unpack on tomorrow's show and throughout the week. But uh, any final thoughts? We'll just go back to the arena here, where Judd's posted up courtside at Target Center. I'm just at the final arena. Thoughts final the thoughts. Fi- final thought. Um, my final thought is this: This was. Great fun. Um, it was at times an ugly basketball game, but it was a playoff type game or a playoff game, basically. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved it. I love this is why we love sports. Like, and we can complain about you can complain about the officiating, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? In the face of adversity, the Timberwolves young star proved that no stage was too big. 
Yes. And that's a heck of a thing to, to say. And we, in many ways, guys, right now, I really believe this, are in the sweet spot of Minnesota sports greatness with up-and-coming players. We really are. Yeah, I, I don't want – sorry, go ahead, continue. Oh, no, I, 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 just between, between what Ant brings – and Buxton's not young now, but he's certainly not old. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Kirill Kaprizov. Appreciate the fact that a town that I really think has been starved for superstar players uh, seems to be cultivating and developing them on each of the four men's teams that we probably follow the closest. Yeah. I would say my main takeaway from this is Carl Anthony Towns cannot possibly play worse and be in a worse state of mind than he was tonight and the Clippers shot lights out, and Paul George played his ass off, and they still won that game. And they match up better with Memphis than they did with the Clippers. And so I think they're going to give the Clippers, or the, the Grizzlies, a real fight in this series. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I, I, while we sit here and praise Ant for what he did as a 20-year-old tonight on national TV on a pretty big stage, D'Lo deserves equal praise for his performance tonight, too, and keeping this thing on the rails when it could have gone off the, the tracks five or six different times. So those two points. guys together yep. tonight and Pat Beverly, and, and there's, there was other key performances, too. But just a lot. I mean, think about how many times we've seen this team and this franchise just wilt yeah. under the lights, right? Like, this team isn't perfect, but this team tends to embrace some of these moments more than a lot of the other teams the last 17 years. And I, I think, you know, if whether you're someone locally or someone nationally and if you're crapping on this moment, because, look, this is a show and I think this is a platform where, where we have a lot of self-awareness conversations and sometimes we are kind of those people where you say, hey, maybe look in the mirror and, and celebrate and don't celebrate the things you shouldn't be celebrating. But also understand the context of what this team has been through for the majority of their franchise history. Yeah. And – when your superstar plays like this, you need your other players to step up. In hockey, this happens all the time in the playoffs. It's going to happen to the Wild. Kirill Kaprizov's going to get shut down by an opposing team, You're gonna, and, and Judd and I are going to rip the crap out of him. And guess what? The Wild can still win a game. The Timberwolves tonight can still win a game. Mm-hmm. That's still entirely possible. So, so don't let that. Don't let the people necessarily just absolutely drive that narrative. Take a look at everything that's happening right here. And for the Timberwolves to get a win like this, legitimately, I'm 29 years old. I remember the run through the Kings and the Lakers. I was 12, 11 years old. But I have only known putrid Mark Blunt. I put up those Timberwolves names, the Ryan Gomes, Sebastian Telfair, <laughs> Ryan Blunt. I feel like I'm doing Stu Gott's Timberwolves observations right now. <laughs> okay? Understand the context. And for the Wolves, they deserve this tonight. Yeah. So with that, thank you guys for hanging out with us here. Please click the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel. You can check out Mackie and Judd every single day. Also, wherever you find podcasts, scorenorth.com. And uh, click the like button, too, to spread the word about this Timberwolves joy session that we all just experienced together. Plenty more thoughts and follow-up on tomorrow's Mackie and Judd show. So so find us there. And, um, yeah, that's a wrap on this episode of Timberwolves Ventline. It's finally quiet. Finally quieted down in the old building. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you.
This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.